Have you lost weight only to gain it right back after returning to your routine? Did your diet work for someone else but not you? Rockin' That ID Life helps you understand your genetic makeup to find a lifestyle that fits your needs. Together, you and RockinThatIDLife.com can focus on your health and meet your goals today. That's RockinThatIDLife.com. Center Ice Brewery is a proud sponsor of Let's Go Blues Radio. If you haven't heard, Center Ice Brewery beer is now exclusively available at beer stores around town. So make sure you pick some up on your next milk and eggs run. That's Center Ice Brewery. Please drink responsibly. Hi, everybody. This is Ken Wilson. Once upon a time, I broadcast blues hockey. I always listen to Let's Go Blues Radio. It's everything you'll want as a blues fan. Oh, baby. After reviewing the play, the call on the ice, it was determined that the play was offside, no goal. You do that, you go to the box, you know, uh, two minutes by yourself, and you feel shame. So your sweetie finally comes to a game and you barely play. Is that more awkward than puberty, or is it pretty close? Your mitt looks like a boa constrictor unhinged its jaw in an effort to consume a combat submarine. Let's do that hockey. This is the summer edition of Let's Go Blues Radio, and I'm your host, Jeff Ponder. Thanks for tuning in this week, as well as every other week during this great summer edition. Uh, make sure to stay tuned with us every week as we bring you exclusive hockey content you won't find anywhere else. Support for Let's Go Blues Radio is brought to you in part by RockinThatIDLife.com, where we help you make every workout, every meal count, do life better. And by Center Ice Brewery and CenterIceBrewery.com, St. Louis's wonderfully crafted hockey-themed beer found at local grocery stores and liquor stores in the St. Louis area. This is franchise episode number 369 all-time. This is season 10, episode 51. Uh, so uh, a couple things to get to. Uh, we, If you did miss our live show last week, we did talk about all going on in the hockey world. So uh, not a lot has changed in a week. It is the doldrums of the summer months. So if you haven't listened or watched that yet, Kurt joined me and uh, we talked about uh, Matthew Kachuk and Nazem Kadri still being available, which here we are a week later and it's all still true. Uh, so check that out if you haven't yet. Uh, this show, though, and, and well, before we get to this show, I'll say next week, I'm very excited to welcome back a friend of the show, Amanda Levier of uh, the Minnesota Whitecaps. Uh, she was on last summer. Um, she's their starting goalie. She's the winningest goalie in uh, PHF slash NWHL history. Um, and she's an awesome guest. So looking forward to having her on. You'll hear from her next week. So don't miss that one because uh, she has some great hockey insight. Talking about, you know, PHF, everything going on in the, in the women's game over there. But also, uh, we just talk in general about hockey because uh, she's a very, very knowledgeable person. Also a Canadians fan, which I think is why Bill uh, enjoys her as well. Uh, so uh, on this show, though, we talk to Neville Crenshaw of the Science Center. That's right. So if you're uh, maybe not local and you're listening to this show, uh, St. Louis has a great free Science Center. So if you're ever in the area, especially if you have kids, it's a great place to check out. It's huge. You could spend all day there. Um, they got some really cool stuff. Uh, just again, called the St. Louis Science Center. 
real close to where the old arena used to be. And um, just, uh, again, since I've been a kid, something I've always enjoyed doing. They have uh, special exhibits that roll through uh, all season, all year. And the one right now is called Hockey Faster Than Ever. So it's uh, really cool. I checked it out a couple weeks ago. I know Kurt went... I think last weekend, uh, I don't think Bill's been out to see it yet, but uh, it is a very, very cool exhibit. It is a paid one. You do have to pay to get in to see that one, but well worth the price of admission. Very cool. We spent a couple hours there. A lot of cool memorabilia, a um, lot of events that you can do, little uh, shooting cages and stuff, and um, some some cool just interactive things to do while you're there. They got some memorabilia from current players. You know what? We're gonna get into it with Neville. Uh, so uh, yeah, this is uh, this was very fun to do. It was it was funny because after I I actually went and saw it, I thought, man, why don't I feature this on the show? So I reached out, and the Science Center was very quick to be like, yeah, let's do it. This sounds awesome. So they put Neville on, uh, got me in touch with him, and and we recorded something. So we discussed, you know, as a program event. Uh, I'm sorry, he's the manager of special events, special exhibits. Um, so he knows obviously what he's doing. Uh, funny that he was not really much of a hockey guy before. Uh, but, uh, but then this kind of like pulled him in as hockey seems to do to us when we first start kind of learning about it. So, uh, he's from Iowa. So he said he had no hockey anywhere near him. Uh, but now he's kind of been put into the culture of blues hockey. Um, so, uh, but again, this, uh, this event is only lasting through Labor Day weekend. So make sure you get out there and see it if you haven't seen it yet. Um, we, we discussed that as well, but, but just keep that in mind as you listen and you hear the awesomeness that is this exhibit. Um, you only have a couple more weeks to, to, to go see it. So again, that is through Labor Day weekend over at the St. Louis Science Center. Uh, remember, we bring you this type of content and more throughout the summer, so make sure you uh, continue to tune in every week. Uh, but before we get to Mr. Neville Crenshaw, we are going to take a quick break, and uh, that way you can hear from our friends over at RockinThatIDLife.com and Center Ice Brewery. It's springtime, and I know in my house, it's such a good feeling to open up the windows and let the breeze roll in for new life in my home. Your body's no different. Detoxifying your body can reduce any inflammation, purify your blood, help with weight loss, improve sleep, and boost your circulation. Don't just go after those detoxifiers that only focus on the gut and bowel, though. If you're going to do it, do it for real. The all-new Detox Box from RockinThatIDLife.com cleans all your systems, flushing your kidneys and bowels, detoxifying your liver, and restoring your microbiome for full homeostasis. You'll feel re-energized, restored, and renewed. Make your order now and receive a free detox water bottle with your order. Visit RockinThatIDLife.com or email Dustin at RockinThatIDLife at gmail.com and tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you to receive an additional 10% off your order. That's RockinThatIDLife.com and give your body that much-needed spring cleaning today. Do you like hockey? No, of course you do. Do you like beer? Of course you do. Are you 21? Let's hope so. If you answered yes to all of those questions, run on down to your local beer distributor and pick up a 2-4 of Older Inner Lager, the Beauty IPA, or any other delicious hockey-themed beer from Centerize Brewery. 
That's right. Center Icebury Beer is available at various beer stores around town. So check around for the one closest to you. That's Center Ice Brewery. Let's go Blues. Can you stop a puck traveling at 100 miles per hour? Do you know what makes ice slippery? Discover the origins and learn about the science of ice hockey in this hands-on exhibition featuring the National Hockey League. Only at the St. Louis Science Center. All right, this is Jeff, and with the interview portion of today's show at Let's Go Blues Radio, I'm joined by Neville Crenshaw of the Science Center here in St. Louis. He is the manager of special exhibits, and uh, he was kind of one of the forerunners for getting the new hockey uh, program going there, which uh, is is really great if you haven't seen it. I know I saw it last weekend. I know co-host Kurt Price is planning on going to see it this weekend. Um, so, Neville, thank you very much for coming on the show. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm always happy to talk about this exhibition. Yeah. So obviously, you know, as the manager of special exhibits, you do, you know, all kinds of stuff. But how is this one different? Uh, getting getting prepared to to kind of talk about hockey, such a growing sport here in the area. Uh, yeah, that's absolutely right. It is different and that's on purpose. So we often do a lot of uh, archaeological exhibitions, a lot of space exhibitions for our traveling shows. Uh, but this was an attempt to reach out to portions of the community that have an interest in something that's very uh, important to St. Louis that may not have seen themselves in the Science Center previously. So we wanted to focus on a sport. And what better sport to do that than hockey, which is becoming ever more popular. Uh, and of course, the Blues have been really good the last couple of years, especially in 2019. So uh, what, a, what a great time to be able to talk about this sport. And we wanted to come at it from a couple of different angles. So luckily, we found a hockey traveling exhibition that's brand new. And it's going to talk about the history of the sport, but also the science behind it. There's a lot of engineering that goes into the sport of hockey to make it the game we know of today. We want to showcase that it's not just uh, about the athletes, although that's a huge portion of it, but that there's a lot going on behind the scenes you may not know about. Yeah, um, and we'll get into a couple of those things that I thought were really interesting. You know, somebody who's studied the game, been a part, been around the game his whole life, you know, may, there were even some things that kind of was like, oh, like kind of made me think. And, you know, and for somebody who, you know, we were talking before, you know, you got the people like me who are surrounded by the sport, but you're also getting people who maybe don't know enough about the sport and then are just interested in the exhibition. And so they're able to step in and learn about the science behind the sport, which is really interesting. And again, this is called hockey faster than ever. Um, so let me ask you, uh, you, I don't know if you were a hockey fan before this exhi uh, exhibit came in, but, um, what is one of the things about for you personally that you learned from putting on this exhibit? So I've lived in St. Louis about five years and I come from Iowa before that, where we don't have any professional teams. So, <laughs> uh, I didn't know much about hockey until moving down here. And uh, I didn't realize how much the fandom had grown and how the blues have become so, uh, you know, so much a part of the community. And I know that they had been for quite a while, but it seems now that there's like an almost a, a fever for it, which is great. So being able to become a part of that, uh, to, you know, it's kind of, a, uh, a rite of passage in St. Louis, I feel. Uh, as far as the exhibition goes, uh, you know, I had seen the game. I've been to several 
the speed of it is always incredible to see, especially, uh, you know, when you're live in the building. But I didn't know its origins. And of course, you know, we know it's huge in Canada, but to know that it's kind of a blend of European and native games, to see how important it was in the mid 1800s in Canada was really interesting. And it kind of gives you an idea for that this sport is different than a lot of North American sports. Uh, and that it, uh, you know, the gear has changed a lot over time. And that's been really fun to see. Uh, there's a lot of that history still in the game, but it has definitely become a much more modern game in the last uh, 50 years. Yeah, so again, I, I urge everyone to check this out, but some of the stuff that you'll see when you go in there, uh, Nico McCullough's custom-made 2022 Winter Classic stick, uh, Vili Huso Stanley Cup Final Issue jersey, Pads worn by goalie Benning, uh, Jordan Bennington during the 2021 season. Uh, just a lot of cool stuff. But the things that excited me and probably a lot of the hockey dorks that I, I call ourselves um, was the really, you mentioned it, the really old gear. There's some old skates floating around. I saw some old gloves, old shoulder pads. Um, you know, that's the kind of stuff that intrigues me. You know, you look at uh, some of the hockey gear that, that like I even wear as a men's league player and you know, it's very protective. You look at some of this stuff from the past. It's like, what is this even protecting people from? <laughs> yeah. It's more like just, you know, loose clothing than it is uh, yeah. uh, protective gear. And I think one of the, my favorite parts of the exhibition is a small rink where on one side you can see the history of the sport. It's wooden boards. It's basically chicken wire that's protecting, you know, the, the audience from the game. Uh, and there's very minimal leather padding. They almost look more like gardening gloves than they do uh, protective uh, pads. Uh, and then on the other side, you've got the modern sport and you've got, you know, it almost looks like body armor. Uh, and I know that there's a lot of folks that are old school and they deride the softness of the game now, but I think that's cool that we can protect the players and allow them to be on the ice more often, to be in more games, uh, to have a longer career, because when you become attached to a, a star player, you want to see them out there. And I think that it's great we've been able to make them play more confidently by uh, keeping them from breaking things all the time. So uh, in terms of uh, sticks, there was a couple sticks on display that were really interesting. Have you been able to hold like any, I don't know about, uh, you know, the sticks that are actually on display, but as someone who doesn't, you know, isn't uh, growing up with the game, it's, it's still crazy to me to go back to one of those old wooden sticks, even from the 90s. And it's like, this is what I used to carry around with me and then compare it to the weight now. Did you notice that big difference when uh, you were setting this up? Yeah, we actually have a couple that we can uh, let our guests hold and touch and see how they work. Uh, there's an area where you can uh, use uh, some foot pedals to determine the flexibility of the stick. Oh, that's uh, right. One of the things that's interesting it, it, to me is that, uh, you know, the wooden sticks were used from the beginning and they were carved by native carvers uh, based on more native designs. And that stayed that way up until, you know, about the 1970s. And then you start to see aluminum and then composites and now finally carbon fiber. I think it's cool to see the reasons that we've made those changes, how those sticks behave and feel differently in the hand. It's funny because when you hold an old wooden stick, it feels more substantial, but it's actually less effective as a stick. It doesn't bend as uh, consistently, so you can't put as much energy into a slap shot. Uh, what I think is cool about carbon fiber is that it's so lightweight, it almost feels like it should be flimsy. But then you can also dial in your preferences for how much flex that you want, what the size should be. 
And those are those cool personalizations that modern technology allows for us. And, you know, you can see it on the ice. Uh, you know, the game has never been better. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, you, uh, again, the name of the exhibit, Hockey Faster Than Ever, I think that is definitely true. It has gotten much faster, and a lot of that comes in with the gear just being so much lighter to where players can uh, can skate a little quicker just because they're not weighed down. And, again, we talk about the skates, the old skates. You know, um, I don't think there's any you can hold in the exhibit, but you can tell just by looking at them that it's it's like you mentioned the gardening gloves those are like worker boots with blades at the bottom. You know, I mean, those are so much different than the types of very light skates we see nowadays. That's one of my points that I like to try and get across to people when they come in and they're in the historical part of the exhibition is that, you know, back in those days, all those boots would have been handmade and they would have been yep. very expensive. So you're not going to be able to afford a pair of boots and then a pair of boots with the skate attached. So instead you just buy the skate and you bolt it on, you strap it on so that you can go skating. Uh, it doesn't look like it's comfortable. It doesn't look like it would feel stable, but you know, uh, at the time that's the best option that they had. And you can actually see the progression of skates as they develop. And it's really cool to see as they start to take a more modern shape because at one point they had this goofy elf like hook on the uh, front of them. And it's, I just don't understand. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> I can, unfortunately, since all these ones are in the exhibition are real, we can't take them out and kind of play with them, but it's still really interesting to see. So is there a favorite part of the exhibit for you? Well, you know, we had a really great opportunity to partner with the Blues on this one. And so they were able to provide some of the gear you mentioned earlier, some game used stuff. Uh, you know, we also partnered with the Plager family for some of their collections and uh, put those in a portion of the exhibition that's very specific to St. Louis. And I think that's the most fun part for me, having those opportunities to meet people from the Blues organization and meet people from the uh, Plager family and add that local community uh, connection is really fun because that's what's bringing people in. You might be interested in the origins of the sport. You might be interested in the science, but you're probably interested because you know who the St. Louis Blues are and that other people, if you don't feel the fandom yet, other people are very attached to it. So why? You get to see the history of the team as it's developed. You get to see how we have embraced the team as a community. And to me, I think that, that that's something that no other uh, you know, city that hosts this exhibition is going to get. It's very specific to St. Louis, and therefore it's something we can be proud of. Yeah, um, again, we mentioned all the game-used uh, or all the old uh, material, but you've got Bobby Plager's game-used gloves and shoulder pads and his travel equipment trunk, which is just, again, you think about the way players travel now um, – they're not using travel equipment trunks, you know, so they no. <laughs> just travel alone has changed so much. But, yeah, you look at the old game used gloves and the shoulder pads. It's just it's crazy to compare it to nowadays and to be able to see it and then, you know, uh, take it the step further and say this was worn by a St. Louis Blues player. This was worn by Bobby or Barkley Plager. And I mean, we all know the type of game they played very rough and tumble. And they're out there with like you kind of described it almost just fabric uh, covering them, themselves and protecting themselves. Yeah. And, and it's fun to see how it's changed, you know, and, and of course, Bob Plager was such a huge fan of the sport and specifically of the blues. So his collection is almost uh, a encyclopedia of this team in St. Louis here. And so that's really fun to see how much he cared, what it meant to him and his family 
uh, it, you know, he even collected a lot of Brett Hall items. So there's comics and dolls, which are, you know, very 90s and a little creepy. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's still fun to see. Yep, there you go. <laughs> yep. Got my uh, Chris Pro, or sorry, my, my Brett Hall comic book uh, always behind me for the show. So that's great. Uh, no, it's there's so many great things that, that you see in there. Just again, it's not just the memory, like the, the game war memorabilia. It's stuff like the Brett Hall comic books, the the stuff throughout the years that we've seen the blues have, uh, whether as giveaways or um, things people have bought, just some really cool stuff spread throughout. But, but for me, uh, what, and obviously I want to, I want to talk to you about the interactive science exhibit part of it. But um, I also, in terms of uh, interactivity, I loved the, and of course, if you've been to the science center, you know, this is the kind of stuff you guys do um, like the Stanley cup where you could just swipe across it's a it's a screen and you can zoom in on certain parts of the cup so of course i'm sure everyone did what i did found the 2019 blues zoomed in and and read through the names and it's just really cool to see and it's up to date it's got uh, i think it's even got last year's uh uh lightning i'm sorry uh avalanche on there i correct me if i'm wrong but i know the lightning are on there the past two seasons so there's a lot of cool stuff like that you know the um What's the uh, the air hockey? It's it's done on a screen. I mean, you're literally using your finger and using it as your paddle. It's it's just that kind of stuff is very impressive to see. And again, something I think people have become accustomed to at the science center. Yeah, you know, it definitely has to have that interactivity. And I don't think that an exhibition about hockey would be interesting if you couldn't do some of those things. Uh, you mentioned the uh, Stanley Cup. That's actually something I like to point out to people because they think it's just a screen. But then, you, as you said, you can go in and manipulate it, spin it around. And it's not a 3D rendering of the cup. It's a scan. So you can see imperfections in there or where they had to scratch a guy's name out because he actually didn't qualify to uh, consider himself a champion, which is a huge bummer. And then there's areas where you could tell it's been repaired because, you know, unlike a lot of trophies, this one's not treated preciously and it's been dropped and it's been banged up and it's been, you know, used as a cereal bowl. And those are the fun things about it that make it different uh, from a sport. And you can see all that in that scan. And then, of course, the air hockey, uh, that one's kind of fun because, you know, that's how most people interact with the game if they're playing it. Uh, but uh, I didn't really want to uh, go chasing, you know, uh, those little air hockey pucks everywhere. So I'm really glad that they had a digital version of it. Yes, I am with you 100%. That's And that's the frustrating thing, too, when you go to, like, a bar or whatever and they have air hockey. And the pad, one paddle's missing, the little puck's gone, and it's like, Okay, I guess uh, I guess the, you know you take away one little piece like that, and the game becomes irrelevant. So yes, doing it digitally is the way to go. <laughs> but you know, uh, you know, a lot of people are going to want to do it physically, and they're going to want to hold the stick, and they're going to want to be able to fire some shots. And I'm glad that we have that opportunity too uh, to take you know some target practice in two of our different hockey cages, or to see how hard they can hit the puck and see how fast they can shoot it into a net. Those kind of things, there's a lot of folks in the St. Louis region where that's their first time really hitting a hockey puck. And I'm so glad that they're able to have it with us so that we can say, this is how you hold it, this is how you size it, and uh, this is what you're looking for when you fire it downrange. And I don't care if you hit it 14 miles an hour, if you hit it 90, it's still really cool to see somebody have that first experience. Yeah, and, and that was something I was telling you before we started was, you know, for me, it was like I went in with my son. We shot the puck around. It was a great time. Like you said, there's speed, there's accuracy. Um, but I was I was walking out, and I saw this kid clearly never held a hockey stick before in his life. And he's in there, you know, holding it basically like a like a like like he's about to swing a golf club. 
And and I like, hey man, like let me show you. And I just kind of like showed him bend down, put your bottom hand down here, and and then he started ripping pucks, and he was excited because he was able to get it off the ground, and and it was just. And like I told you, the exciting thing for me, I love growing the sport. That's something that um, is very important to me. It's such a great sport to grow. But to, to to think about this kid who probably would never have had the opportunity to put a hockey stick in his hand and shoot it around, and now maybe you've just made a fan for life because he went to the Science Center exhibit. You know, maybe that's a bit of a stretch, but, you know, it's just really cool to think about that, you know, you are truly growing the game when you go see this exhibit because people are going to be – uh, a thrust into hockey who maybe just haven't ever even thought about it before. Yeah. And I, I think the cool thing for me is that imagine someone who is super nerdy like myself and who is not a, um, not super athletic and they may not see themselves in the sport of hockey. But then you go see, you know, the engineering that goes into the stick development or how much infrastructure it takes to make all that ice that they skate on. Or, you know, how the gear is designed specifically for uh, different uh, versions of the sport. Or even that there are versions of the sport that are accessible for people with different disabilities. Uh, you may not have the use of your legs, but you can still play a version of hockey. And I think that that's really cool. That was a big focus for the NHL when they started working with this uh, exhibition company, is to show that this is a sport that's growing not just in the number of fans, but the number of people who can participate. And uh, like you said, growing the sport, making sure that people feel like it's for them, that's one of the big objects of this uh, exhibition. So what's the hardest uh, slap shot you've seen um, personally uh, in, in this exhibit? We've seen, we actually have a guy on staff that uh, uh, plays a lot of hockey. And uh, so I think he's been hitting it into the mid 80s. Now, I should mention that these pucks are, are rubber, uh, so they're not right. going to be as fast as a, a, a real puck. But we've had some amateur players come in. Uh, hitting in like the low to mid nineties, just incredible. Uh, And uh, I don't think that the exhibition company was planning on people smacking them that hard because they don't have three digit registers on them. So if (laughs) if you hit, if you hit over 99, I don't know what's going to happen. So come on in and show me if you, if you're really good, I would love to see what happens. Yeah. I think the highest I got uh, was 75, which I was like, well, that's not too bad. You know, then my wife gets up there and shoots 36 and she's like, I just want to get to 40. She never did, (laughs) but, uh, you know, I was like, hey, 36, you know, that could fool some goalies. You never know. Yeah. Well, maybe it's so slow it fools them, you know. like uh, Exactly. Uh, I yeah. Think... Like coming coming with a big windup and you're only shooting 36, that's quite a throw off. <laughs> I, think, I think a lot of people have a hard time understanding how the slap shot works. And so we do try to work with them like, you know, hey, you're going to have to put some weight into this. You're going to want to hit that ice just before you hit that uh, puck and uh, you know, we're trying to teach them that we're using the stick as a, as a spring storing some energy and then firing it through. Uh, But that's hard. And and one of the things you mentioned earlier, uh, people hold it like a golf club or a baseball bat. And it's Mm -hmm. really funny to see because it's not something you think about Uh, when you see them on the ice, you know, how are they holding the stick? Uh, I think I froze there. Can you still hear me? No, you're good. You're good. Okay. Sounds good. Um, uh, my screen froze, but that's good. Uh, but anyway, so you see them hold the stick very much like a baseball bat or a golf club, and they start swinging it around, and they very quickly realize that's not how you do this. And mm-hmm. then you teach them how to hold it, and it's like a light bulb in their head. And all of a sudden, they've got way more control, and they're able to you know, more consistently hit it hard. And that's a fun moment for us. Yeah, that's like I said, that's that's something I love. I used to coach, and, and just being able to do the little things of like, 
you know, hey, here you go. You know, hold your stick a little lower. You'll get a little more leverage on the shot. You know, you'll be able to aim it a little better. And then when it, when it, like you said, the light bulb goes off and it just clicks. It's just there it is, you know. And like it's such a, a and it's such an exciting moment, you know. Even in just a, a, a an exhibit like this, you know, not even on an ice hockey rink, to see somebody like, whoa, I figured it out, you know. And it's just this this great like euphoria lifting thing that that uh witnessing is just there's nothing like it it's it's phenomenal yeah absolutely uh so how long until well how long is this exhibit uh being shown to the public here in st louis yeah we've only got a month left so uh labor day is the weekend's gonna be the last weekend for the exhibition so definitely come on down if you have interest in seeing it uh you know it's gonna start getting busy the closer we get to the end and because of those hockey interactive cages I want to make sure everybody has as much time as we can in those interactive areas. So definitely plan ahead so that we can make sure to give you the best experience possible. Yes, I agree. And, and again, you'll want to take your time when you get there. So make sure you have enough time to, to kind of really go through it. You know, this isn't a, uh, oh, let's stop it at the Science Center and, you know, we got an hour to kill. No, this is something you're going to want to take your time with. And uh, it just go through it slowly, see everything. There's some really cool. Uh, I mean, I I love just the the uh, even the the offsides explanation, icing explanations. That's interactive, referee calls, that kind of thing. Like obviously, it's stuff I already know, but to be able to to expose people to that, so that way when they watch a game, they can say, "Oh, I yeah, I remember seeing that at that exhibit." You know, this that was cross checking. You know, and it's it's just really cool to see and hopefully help grow the game a little bit more. Yeah, I think that that's a really good point. Um, I've been to four or five games in my couple of years here in St. Louis, and I didn't know what icing was till I got this exhibition. So uh, I probably shouldn't admit that, but <laughs> <laughs> my uh, my wife was a, a lifelong soccer player, and so the difference. I'm not sure if you know what offsides is in soccer. Seeing her try to explain offsides to me in soccer versus me trying to explain offsides in hockey to her. We just could not figure it out. Our minds just worked differently. And it was just like, I, okay, erase all you know about offsides. Let's use a different word for it. Because I think that's the only way we're both going to understand each other. <laughs> no, it's, it's funny that you mentioned that because, you know, we often think, find that people's idea of a word is crystallized. So it's very hard for them to understand it. Like you said, with offsides, a different version of it. So I think that we are able to show it both visually and we can talk about it in the exhibition so that really helps some people being able to see a demonstration of a particular penalty or different style of play is really cool yeah so again uh neville uh this is such an awesome exhibit you know obviously you guys have had a ton of really cool stuff over at the science center um i i just think again you know you mentioned it's it's here till labor day so if you have not been out there Go see it. If you've already seen it and you want to see it again, go back out there. Support the Science Center. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of hitting you on with this one. I think you should know the answer. But uh, hours of operation for Science Center if uh, people are maybe wanting to travel in for it. Yeah, so we're going to be open 930 every day and uh, close at 530. Last entry to the exhibition is going to be at 430. We want to make sure that you have plenty of time to do everything in the exhibition before the building closes. And I would suggest getting there before 4.30. Again, you'll want to take your time with this exhibit. Yep. Uh, well, again, Neville, thank you very much. That's Neville Crenshaw of the Science Center, manager of special exhibits. Uh, really appreciate you coming on the show today. 
Oh no, uh, my pleasure. Always fun to talk about this exhibition, and I hope that it uh, hope that this brings in some more folks to check it out. Me too. Thanks a lot. So again, thanks to Neville for coming on the show, uh, and Mindy Pierce also is somebody who works, I think, in their PR slash marketing department. She helped put this together. So if you're listening, Mindy, thank you very much for your help. Really appreciate it. Uh, again, make sure you tune in next week as we'll have our friend Amanda Levier on Lev, as uh, she likes to be called. Um, and that's our closest PHF team right now. So I keep feeling like maybe if I bring Lev on more, maybe somehow that'll spark the PHF to be like, hey, there's interest in St. Louis. Let's get a PH- PHF team down there. We'll see. Probably not, but it would be really cool to see. I think there's a plenty of uh, a fan base here that would support that. So uh, anyway, so next week, Amanda Levier, one of my favorite guests, coming back on, two-time friend of the show. Uh, so that'll do it for this episode of Let's Go Blues Radio. Support for the show is brought to you in part by ID Life and RockinThatIDLife.com, the world's only truly personalized vitamin platform based on a health assessment of your DNA. Visit RockinThatIDLife.com for more information. That's RockinThatIDLife.com. And get 10% off by emailing Dustin at RockinThatIDLife at gmail.com and tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you. Also by Centerize Brewery, which provides drinks brewed right here in St. Louis and is available throughout the city and county at numerous grocery stores, liquor stores, and bars. Visit centericebrewery.com to find a vendor near you. That's centericebrewery.com. That will do it for episode 51 of season 10 of the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast. Let's go Blues Radio. Thanks for listening, and don't forget, we'll be back with a show next week. And the week after that, and the week after that. So don't miss it. It's going to be good stuff. For Kirk Price and Bill Day, who are on assignment, I'm Jeff Ponder, and I'll talk to you next week. This was Let's Go Blues Radio. Until next time, everyone, let's go blues. And go check out hockey faster than ever over at the St. Louis Science Center. Uh, The Chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanosport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available. I think that went very well. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. I want you to have a heart attack and die so that we never have to do this shit again. Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. St. <laughs> Louis Blues, St. Louis Blues, have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? They've only just begun, they're on their way to number one. Now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues. The Blues are on the ice tonight again. They're rough and tough and got the stuff to win. They'll always get one more, no matter what the score. They are quite a hockey team, my friend.